Hello, and welcome to the Self-Sufficient Podcast. I'm Carl from selfsufficienthub.com, and I'm here to talk about all things self-sufficiency. Being sustainable and food security matters. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 43 of the Self-Sufficient Podcast. I hope you're all safe and well. Today, we're just going to be talking about what I've been doing in the garden this week. And I think this is a significant week for me because the last of the frosts, I think, has come and gone. We had a a late, quite deep frost last week, which caught me by surprise a little bit. But uh, I think we've come out the other side of it not too bad. We lost a few plants, but that was my own fault, as it always is. It's never nature's fault. It's always the gardener's fault. I, uh, I basically just wasn't expecting it and it came out of the blue. So I didn't take the precautions necessary to cover up some of my plants but as always I had spares ready to go in the polytunnel so this week there's been uh, particularly yesterday Saturday uh, quite a quite a lot of planting going on so I'm as confident as I can be that the last of the frost has gone so we me and my wife spent yesterday planting out quite a lot of plants all of our Pumpkins, butternut squash, things like that all went out. And we also direct sowed the last of our seeds into the garden. Or, and when I say the last of our seeds, I obviously I mean the, I expect it to be the last of the seeds that need to go in for another few weeks. Everything's now in. Everything that we're going to be growing this year is now in the garden. So quite pleased about that. But it took probably four or five hours yesterday to get all that done. But... I'm quite happy that's done. I've also, I've had a problem exposed by this deep late frost that I wasn't expecting. Now it's my own fault, but I've not kept the mulch to either side of my polytunnel up to the correct height. And uh, some of it's actually rotten down and we had some frost get in, into the polytunnel and get to some of my tomato plants. So that was quite disappointing, but we do have ample supply quite a lot in there actually (laughs) it's always worth planting more seeds than you think you're going to need so we've done quite a lot of planting this week and obviously it's a busy time in the garden every any anywhere because the everything's springing up all the weeds are trying to get a foothold as well as everything that you're trying to grow so there's been quite a lot to do we've also netted off our strawberries we've got our first red strawberry showing itself yesterday so That's really exciting. So I'm actually going to be picking a handful of strawberries today, I think. But they're all netted so that they're protected from the birds. And the same goes for all of our soft fruit. I'm trying to think what else we've done with the around the vegetable beds. Just general tidying and mulching and getting them up together. That's about it there. And obviously we've been doing things elsewhere in the garden as well. It's really easy for you to get in touch with us. You can now send us an email at selfsufficientcontact at gmail.com or you can send us a voice message. The easiest way to do that is through the link in the show notes. You can record your message on your phone and send it straight to us where we can play it on the show. Don't forget to leave your name and where you're calling from. We are always thrilled to hear any feedback, suggestions for the show or questions that you may have. So do get in touch with us.
the new hens that we recently bought have just started laying. So we bought 20 new hens, laying hens, to go in. We put 10 each with our original laying flocks. So just to just to cover the numbers that we lose over time to predation or escapees or just illness. So uh, we just topped up our flocks. So we've got roughly 30 in each in each pen now which is the number we, we like to have. We we need to be producing around 30 eggs a day to meet the demand of our little shop at the side of the road. Plus, we like, obviously, to produce more for the family. And um, we can actually sell a few more if we're, if we're making them. So 60 laying hens is about right for us. And they're starting to come good now. So they're all laying quite well and I would think that by this time next week we should be getting 35 to 40 eggs a day because we do have quite a few hens now that are towards the end of their life so even though they're they're I'm counting them in the numbers that I'm giving you they've they've served their time really and they're only laying maybe one or two eggs a week they're the ex-battery hens so we like to allow them to have a have a retirement here we don't we don't look at them quite as mercenarily as, as you might they've already earned their keep so they get to see out their days here on the grass um we've also obviously got the geese that are continuing to lay well so we're getting anywhere between four and six goose eggs a day out of our four geese that's two males and two females because the geese they prefer to live in pairs one male per, per one female rather than a flock of females if you are keeping small numbers. So even though we've got four geese, we only have two laying geese. So four to six eggs a week is quite good. And they've been laying for quite a period now since probably January or February. So that's really good for geese. They don't tend to lay for quite such a long time before having a break. You'd expect geese to lay if you've got a really good goose, she'd lay for maybe four months in the spring and another two or three in the autumn and that's what we've got we've got really good geese so they're they're still laying and we also have our ornamental chickens my wife's chickens we call them and she's done really well actually breeding them so we've we've actually sold four of those yesterday and um the prices are just incredible at the moment everybody seems to want chickens so We've uh, we've done really well out of those at the moment, and we've got a lot more chicks on the way, so that's great. In fact, in the next episode or two, we're going to be doing an episode on chicks and raising chicks and hatching chicks, and uh, I think that's a, a really useful thing to know how to do. And that's it for the poultry, I think. Finally, it's just the animals and general update, you know, the larger animals. self-sufficient hub is now on patreon you can find us at patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub anything you can donate is massively appreciated and will help to make the show better so the goats the goats are milking once a day now so i've gradually phased out the morning milking and we're just milking once a day. I read a paper, a research paper, fairly recently. It that was talking about the in in an African village. It was a 
a study to basically determine the cost benefit analysis between milking twice a day and once a day. And it turns out that you get almost as much yield from once a day as twice a day in normal domestic milking scenarios. And obviously the workload is a lot, lot less. And it has been my experience that that's the case. So it's much nicer only being able to only having to milk once a day than twice a day. Because it is quite time consuming. It takes a good hour by the time you've got all your equipment gone out, got the goats set up, put the feed round, milked one goat, then two goats, then three goats, brought it all in, filtered the milk and treated it and got it all in the fridge. It does take a good hour. And it's nice to be doing that just once a day now. And it is much less of a tie. I Everything I do here, I try and make sure I'm enjoying it. And it got to the stage where I wasn't enjoying it that much because the other thing we've done this year where we've got... Um, so two of the goats we're milking for the very first time. And the goat that we've had before that we've milked in previous seasons is an alpine. And she's got much larger uh, teats. So it makes the milking process much easier. But we've got two Toggenbergs and coupled with the fact that they're slightly smaller goats, this is also their first milking season. So their teats are really quite small and it's been really difficult for me to get my hands around them properly to milk them. So it takes quite a long time. So I've been using a, a suction pump and that's been OK, but it requires two people out there, which is another big downside because you basically need two hands one to hold each pump on a dirt one to hold each uh part onto a teat and then a third hand to to do the pumping so needing two people makes a massive difference actually to to how easy it is for us to fit it into our day so i'm toying with the idea of drying those two up several reasons really one is that the alpine produces a significant amount of milk, more than more than we need. So while having the extra milk is nice for cheese making to sell and things like that, I'm not sure yet if in the long run the amount of effort required due to the teat sizes is something that I'm going to continue with. But anyway, I'll keep you up to date with that. But that, that's just something I'm considering at the moment. And whether we dry them up and replace them or whether we dry them up and sell them or dry them up and just keep them and go again next year when usually the udders and everything just grow a little bit bigger. We shall see. So that's where we are with the goats. Finally today, an announcement. Um, I don't know if you can notice, I've got a bit of a cold and it's, I think, time for us to reduce the podcast frequency. So as of this week, I think we're going to be podcasting three times a week. We're going to be releasing on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays for the foreseeable future. And hopefully, once I get over my cold, it will also lead to an increase in quality and possibly slightly longer episodes. I'm not sure about that yet, but certainly they're going to be regular. They're just not going to be as regular. So it's not going to be every day as of tomorrow. So um when I first started the podcast, it was quite important to me that I managed to put like a, a body of work online so that someone who stumbles across the podcast for the first time, there wasn't just two or three, there was a, a good chunk. So now we've got over 40 of them. I, I feel comfortable that I can now reduce the attrition rate at which I'm releasing these. So hopefully, um, hopefully that's a net positive and going forward, so there's not going to be any you know, reason that, that 
you're not going to be getting just as much out of it. Um, it just means I'm going to be able to spend a little bit more time planning, planning these and making sure that they're, uh, you know, worth listening to. Anyway, that's about it for today. Thanks for listening. And I will speak to you tomorrow. If you find these podcasts valuable, there are several ways you can support them. The easiest ways are to rate it and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. You could also share it online, talk about it anywhere you blog, or find someone you think might be interested and point them our way. You can also find and support us on YouTube, where we are also Self Sufficient Hub. Thanks for listening.